Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. 39 and single. Can someone help me out? He could be balding, bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball. Gay, straight, black, white, tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. Is this recording? We've been recording. Are we, are we, oh, okay. we're being recorded. But the one thing I'm really bad about with podcasts is starting them and ending them. Okay. If you guys want to call lights, that would be great at the okay. end. Should I just get up and we'll turn off the lights? Starting <laughs> yes. in, we're starting at five. five. This is your five minute call. No, we're in it. Okay. Oh, we are. In we're it. already on stage. Oh, shit. oh boy. But I, one thing I never did actually at IO or any show is I always refuse to open or end shows. Like do the, uh, hey, everybody, thanks for coming. Yeah. Never, ever, ever. I have a phobia of it. And I have a hard time starting the podcast. I like that part because it's control. Yeah. And I like to control things. Oh, well, that's what I like about improv is that I have no control. That's why I have to do improv to work that muscle. Because otherwise I'm wound tighter than a golf ball. I'm so controlling in my, my own life that it's fun to get on stage and not have an iota of control. Exactly. Wow. So you're not in controlling your daily life? Uh, Or do you want to I have have no control over anything in my life right now. Do you try? Uh, Not anymore. It's futile. You know, (laughs) I know I should introduce you guys, but I want my listeners to be guessing the whole time. I don't want them to know. I don't want them to know. Because I have to say something about control before we even get into introductions. And I don't think I'm allowed to talk about this on the podcast, but... I'll say it and then I'll cut it later when okay. you tell me to cut it. Mm-hmm. Well, I we went to a 12-step program this morning. You know, the sure. one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Al-Anon. Sure. Yeah, I went to Al-Anon this morning. The yeah. speaker, she said that she was walking along and she saw this kid driving, a, you know, one of those little fake trucks or whatever. And, and he looked like he, he was just so so excited and so happy and had this huge smile on his face. And he thought he was driving this car. But there was his mother behind him pushing him. And she compared that to humans and how we're not in control and how you know our higher power is or she compared it to the human condition sure yeah and i thought it was a nice thing but i don't know if this is something where we're not allowed to talk about alan on are we not are we not it says it in the do's and don'ts and shit yeah we we should have a long conversation about it afterwards though because i do yeah 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 100 percent i I think it's really important. And I think it demystified. I don't know. To me, it's I don't just, know why we don't... If, if we it, talked about it more, people would go. Yeah. And I they think, would love it. Because I think sometimes those meetings are so... It's scary to go for the first time because you don't know what it is. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it is secretive and it's anonymous and the whole thing. But I do think... I love talking about it with other people because you know what? So often people are like, oh, I also go. I also go and I have this problem. And yeah. it really unburdens me. Yeah. So much. So... So, I don't know. So I mean, should we, we just tell Al-Anon. the listeners what Al-Anon is? Yeah, I, th- why, I think at this point, why not? Well, I looked on the Al-Anon website and found a section about anonymity. In regards to anonymity and the media, Tradition 11 gives a specific guideline. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, and TV. It is Al-Anon policy to interpret Tradition 11 to include the internet as well as all forms of evolving public media, which I think means podcasts. When speaking or writing as an Al-Anon member in any form of press, radio, film, TV, internet, or other evolving public media, members use only their first names and last initial or pseudonyms. So from here on out, I will be known as Molly H., but only when I'm talking about Al-Anon. Anyway, I searched Al-Anon on iTunes and found a bunch of podcasts about it. 
Welcome to The Recovery Show. We are friends and family members of alcoholics and addicts who have found a path to serenity and happiness. We who live or have lived with a seemingly hopeless problem of addiction understand as perhaps few others can. So much depends on our own attitudes and we believe that changed attitudes can aid recovery. Before we begin, we would like to state that though we may be in a 12-step program, we represent ourselves rather than the program. The opinions expressed here are strictly those of the person who gave them. Take what you like and leave the rest. We hope that you will find something in our sharing that speaks to your life. Okay, Al-Anon is a program for people that are affected by alcohol, by people that abuse alcohol, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, it's a support system mm-hmm. for people whose lives are affected by addiction who don't necessarily suffer from the addiction themselves. Yeah. They can, though, if they, they can. want. Sure. <laughs> they can. Go ahead. They may discover. That's why they're there. That might be the, that might be the thing. Yeah, but it's a really great place to go and listen to, just hear other people and realize that you your experience is similar to so many different people from all different walks of life, though. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess I should introduce you guys finally. Okay. okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. We got two of the most wonderful improvisers. Oh, my God. On the fucking planet. That is. Can really do you realize nice. that that's true? I mean, I guess like when you, I guess when you really look at the planet as a whole, there's not that many. We've been doing, yeah, yeah, there's not many of us, and we've been doing it a long damn time, yeah. and we continue to do it regularly. There's I think that's the key. Of, and yeah. your teachers. Yep. Teachers yeah. and coaches. Coaches and. I will say uh, Amanda Blake Davis. Yeah, yeah, introduce each other. That's how I I like it. Is uh, someone that, you know, in Chicago, when I came to Chicago, uh, and this is truly, uh, I'm going to make her uncomfortable, one of the finest uh, both improviser and human beings. Yeah. And that legend was far and wide about her kindness and her talent, and that is absolutely true. Wow. That's really sweet. Okay, now you have to do an intro. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is Colleen Doyle. Keep it honest. Uh, Just... A magnificent performer. Um, Because it's fresh in my mind, she does a show with her boyfriend, uh, Jason Schatz. It is called Dummy. And um, it's some of the most incredible two-person improvising that you'll ever see. And last night, their show was just off the charts. The ability to be so natural. Nothing is forced. Everything is like um, completely authentic about the two of you and your relationships and and then like the spikes that you do in terms of emotion just it's incredible you're really incredible we used to do we i think that was when i know you better as a person we used to do share a slot at io chicago back in the old clark street days those are some really fun green rooms i've never been to chicago oh my you've never been to chicago (laughs) (laughs) molly that is just so funny because when i moved out here i would i just assumed that molly was everybody was from Chicago. Yeah, everybody. I must yeah. be that cool. You are. Truly. Yes. That's a it's truly a compliment. I, yeah. I really mean it. You are so laid back and so easy breezy that <laughs> you're honorary. Thanks. Yeah. I really love all the Chicagoans. Is that how you say it? Chicagans? Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> say it your way. Chicagans. Chicagoists. Chicagans actually sounds more Chicago. Right. Uh, Chicagans. Yeah. I loved I've always loved all the Chicagans that come into town. <laughs> That's not how you do it. That's New York, Chicago. Anyway, every time there was a wave of Chicagans, I always just jumped right on them. Hi, welcome. I'm Molly. <laughs> Hang out with me. Hang out with me. Hang out with me. On the welcome wagon to LA. <laughs> yeah. It's... Leave it in. <laughs> Leave it all. Oh, oh gosh. Boy. Oh, wow. So you guys... Um, Amanda Blake Davis and Colleen Doyle, mm. two ladies. <laughs> Another I don't know reason. Where is this now, going? <laughs> the reason, I guess, why you guys are here. Yes. Yeah, there is a reason. Mm-hmm. Is because you guys don't have interest, any interest in having kids. That is correct. Uh, also correct. Uh, although I will amend that um, to say that uh, at this point in my life, I don't believe it's a it's going to happen mm-hmm. i don't think it was always like that i think i oh in my head i thought oh by the time i'm 30 i'll have met the person i want to marry mm-hmm. and will want to start a family and then probably by 35 i'll have a kid and so i kind of i assumed that the, those things were going to happen and when they didn't um it doesn't it doesn't bother me that yeah. it, it hasn't happened that way um so certainly if i meet 
um, knock on wood, if I meet uh, the person I want to spend the rest of my life with and we want to have kids, I can see adopting. Or if you know, like a divorcee or a widower that already has kids, I'd like that situation. I love a divorcee. Oh my, oh my God. God. I just, love people that should just situation. write the podcast. If yeah, that's write true. the podcast. Yeah. I'm single and I'm, I, I love like a single I love dad. Kids. I love kids. I think they're great. Got but, you. Got you. I, but I don't have the same pull. Like you are going through a process that is incredibly uh, challenging and taxing on yourself because you want this so badly. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me that, oh, yeah, I don't want it that bad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or it's like, oh, no, no, that's not. No, if it happened, great. But right, yeah. right. Yeah, you just expected that it was part of your life because that's yeah. what we expect when we're kids. Yeah, maybe. it's so weird too. I, like thinking back, I'm like, why did it? Why did I assume? I guess you just, as a kid, you're like, oh, people have parents, so everybody like has. That and even example. if they're divorced, they're like, well, but they were married, so that's a thing that you do is you, everybody gets married, yeah. and then and cartoons and yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah, what? <laughs> no, it's not funny. I mean, Learning life and cartoons life. teaches you about fucking normal families, man. The Brady Bunch. Yeah. We watched the Brady Bunch. Yes. I mean, family all... ties. Yeah. Yeah. Growing pains. Yes. We have all course. the same TV references. I believe so. Probably. Oh, I think we're in yeah. a very similar age range. Who's the hell boss? Yeah. Well, I gotta hear what about you, Colleen? Um, probably along the same lines I guess in the back of my mind I always thought I'd be married and have kids and the whole thing but I think as I got older it just seemed like less of a personal goal and more of a societal thing that I thought that I was supposed to do Mm -hmm. I didn't know how I'd find meaning in my life if I didn't have a family and then you know um the destitution of living in the arts uh, has embraced me. So I think I've just replaced the idea of doing that with the idea of kind of having this prolonged adolescence of pursuing comedy and acting yeah. and writing and stuff like that. And I guess what I realized, I, did you guys ever have, um, I always had people in my life, particularly my mother, say to me, you're going to want to have kids. Like you're, you're going to change your mind. And so I kept waiting for that to happen. Oh. I waited for that, like, kind of um, my clock ticking and I could feel it and it became a biological need and that never happened. I've also been on the pill for roughly 20 years, so mm. I may have just... <laughs> I may it. have just tricked my body into not... I have two little pebbles where my ovaries used to be. Just... What? Oh. I'm <laughs> I thought maybe you were trying rock. to tell me you had uh, had them removed. No, no, no. They're, and they're replaced with pebbles. pebbles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's I'm an just, LA thing. I know this is serious, but I think my dog had fake balls. <laughs> is that a thing? Because when my yeah. dog would get excited, and he had he had his stuff removed. Sure. When he was a puppy. <laughs> anyway, when he would get excited, he would get rock hard balls, but he didn't have balls. Hmm. And I think some people will give their dogs fake balls, like vanity balls. That's but absurd. he didn't. But he didn't have them when he wasn't excited. He was my I mean, brother's dog. I'll have to call my brother and you've see gotta if he find put out. fake balls in there. Yeah. Vanity Balls is also, you know, speaking of improv, a really great team name. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think your brother would have told you? Like, that would be a thing you'd want to tell. Like, I oh, think- by the way... <laughs> Here's a, a little thing about the dog you're taking from me. I think that there, I think that's, I think that I did do research on it once. I think there's a gland or a couple glands that get hard and swollen when the dog is excited. Now that I think about it, hmm. I'll have to look into it. Well, do a little research. I texted my brother and wrote, "When Benny was fixed, did you have them put fake balls in?" He said, "No, I did order some samples though. They were called nudicles. He said he used to wear them as a necklace. They were plastic. They looked like large pistachios." Well, I looked up the Nudicles website, nudicles.com. It began in 1995 with patented Nudicles, testicular implantation for pets, helping neuter-hesitant pet owners overcome the trauma of altering and allowing their beloved pet to retain its natural look and self-esteem. Available in four models, including the Nudicles Original, Natural, Ultra Plus with Scar Retard, and the Ultra Plus with Epididymis. So if Benny didn't have nudicles, what were those large, hard grapes he would get at the base of his penis every time he would get excited? Well, excuse me if I've already talked about this, because now this is sounding familiar, but I looked it up, and they're called bulbous glandus in neutered dogs. The bulbous glandus, also called the knot, is erectile tissue that is located at the base of the penis and that becomes engorged when the dog is excited. It is completely normal for the bulbous glandus to swell, even after neutering your dog. 
Interesting and really pertinent information that we all need to know for this podcast and for life. Uh, yeah, there's an interesting thing about like that, like, oh, I'll, it'll shift in my mind. Like surely there'll become a day where it's like, oh, I feel this pull to have. And uh, I mean, all of us have had animals like my little Linda is yeah. like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three pounds. I mean, she's a three pound little and I love her as much as I would love a child. Like there's nothing I wouldn't do for her. Um so it's not like I've, you know, I don't have some gene in my body that doesn't make me maternal. Um, but yeah, it never has shifted to be like, this is something I really, really want. And do you think maybe there, if there was the right partner, yeah, that might have changed? I, yeah, I think, I definitely think so. I definitely think had I met somebody like, cause that's, that's exciting. Like when you're like with somebody and like the, the thought of like mm-hmm. creating mm-hmm. like a, a person that like is is your manifestation of love yet yeah, wanting to do it together would be important for me yeah colleen you have been in your relationship for 12 years wow 12 years 12 years you've got a spectrum here and you <laughs> probably get a lot of when are you guys getting married we got we got that for forever and, and now people stop at this point yeah because they're like that ship <laughs> i mean who, who fucking knows what these do um we used to I'm, a lot I'm not of... asking <laughs> are you asking me no 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 i would never mm-hmm. uh we used to get a lot of when are you getting married and um that stopped and i think inherently of that question was are you guys gonna have kids and you know that question never bummed me out it never yeah. bothered me either of those questions Mm-mm. It really didn't because it wasn't important to us. So it didn't, you know, it wasn't like one of us is waiting patiently. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was never the thing. I think I got really lucky by finding someone who we just don't find it that important to be married. And Jason also has really doesn't have a desire to have children. We've talked about fostering in the past. Sometimes I'll get, I'll watch uh, 60 Minutes and I will be like, I'm going to foster a child. I'm going to save a life today. Um, so I think the door's open for that if we ever got our shit together and, yeah. uh, you know, had a home and had resources. I think I would be open to that. But yeah, we it's just not something that we have found to be important for our happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have um, a... What is the, um, okay, hold on. This is where I cut things. Sure. Where, while I'm trying to figure out words. Mm-hmm. Are you ideologically opposed to, is that what I'm trying to say, oh. to marriage? I'm really not. And I... Th- you just don't care. I just don't care. Um, my partner and I, we both come from um, divorced homes, but I don't think it broke me. You know, that's a very common thing. Mm-hmm. I think that if I'm being super honest, I think there's a still a little fear. We've been together for 12 years. We've lived together for 11 and a half years. Mm-hmm. We have a senior dog together. And I think we had a conversation once where we said, we're at, we treat this with the same degree of importance and, and gravity as if we were married. Mm-hmm. But I do think, and I bet if, I, I think if my partner was here and was really honest, I think we both say, I'm just a little gun shy about getting married because I have watched people get divorced and I don't like it. So mm-hmm. I'm probably living in a little bit of a fantasy world of, it's a little, at least there'd be no lawyers involved if mm-hmm. tomorrow we parted ways. But That's true. That's so interesting. Yeah. That you wouldn't have all of that terrible stuff. And right now, like, we have no property to divide. Right. Also, I mean, it's so funny. We have nothing. What about that dinosaur? That tiny little... Oh, the, the, the field museum the, plastic the field dinosaur museum. we made? That's mine, okay. by the way. <laughs> I mean, I or have written my initials on everything in the apartment. I believe that's the joke. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, there's a romantic side of me that sometimes, you know, New Year's Eve or if I've had a couple drinks that really romanticizes getting married. And one day, we've talked about maybe one day just writing to people on Wednesday and saying, if you're not busy Saturday, come watch us get married at this hotel. And Can just I be on that party. list just in case it happens ever? ever? Uh, both women in this room are on this. Oh, oh yay. yay. But it would, be, it would be to have a party and to... Right. I mean, at this stage of the game, I know that we're not ancient, but we're not young either. And at this stage of the game, I think if we got sick, I'd want to be able to take care of him yeah. and the other way around. So... Yeah. yeah, I think it would be that now, putting that into writing of we, we get to take care of each other. Because my mom would put me, if tomorrow I hit my head really hard and <laughs> and like they they put bags on my holes and they were like, a, a machine is breathing for me. My mom would keep me alive 
until like I'd be 111 and I'd have a full beard in a hospital bed (laughs) and she would not she would never ever do it and so Jason and I have talked literally about having a living will and all that stuff with each other as our um, what do you call it Proof. Power of attorney? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys are so executor. Right. Pull yeah. the question, plug. Though, yeah. uh, bags on your holes? What does now, that mean? That's just something I assume <laughs> happens. <laughs> I don't know if that's the way it works. I don't know what bags. What kind of bags? Bags to collect bags? things. Oh, oh, oh. To collect whatever comes out of my holes gotcha. when you're laying down for a long time. <laughs> I see. Oh, like colostomy bags. Sure. And okay. I thought front, you meant like front bag, ice packs bag. over your eyes. Oh, yeah. Okay. My ears for whatever reason. Sure. So no no animals can climb in there. Yeah. Or oh, yeah. orderlies. Y'all saw that story? Oh, my yes. God. Oh. Um, I'm not can, bringing it up on the podcast. Okay, yeah. I'm not cutting away to that garbage. <laughs> oh my God, God, sick. But yes, that's that's you know, and you know, I think if I was young, if I was 20 years younger and listening to this, I'd be so I feel sad. I'd be like, oh, that's not romantic. How sad for me, for older me. And now older me is like that's the most romantic thing I can think of. Is like I chose this person. I choose mm-hmm. them every day. We work to make it work. And one day I want to be the one to pull the plug. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds very romantic to me. So romantic. I, I could know, only aspiring, dream of having, yeah. having that. Yeah. I mean, do you want to get married? Do you have Hell that? yes. Okay. I yeah. want all that stupid shit from all the car- cartoons, cartoons again. Cartoons. Yeah. What are they called? Fairy tales. I, yeah, I don't know who's getting married in cartoons. Like, the, the big Bridget, weddings. Ben and Jerry. No, that's ice cream. Ben and Jerry. <laughs> you know the Ben and Jerry cartoon. They're married. I'm certain of it. <laughs> Tom yeah. and Jerry. Closer. They got married. I think you're close. They got married? No. I was like, no. I don't think so. You're a romantic, no? Uh, yeah, I think, I think so. You want to get married? Yeah, I think, yeah. What are you doing later? <laughs> I don't know. Let's go to David's Bridal and try on some dresses or something. <gasps> oh, my oh, my God. God. That's a trip Guys. to take. Get some champagne, try on some dresses. Well, can I ask this question? Yeah. Now, I we've had some outside the podcast talk in the previous years of living in LA I can only assume that it's difficult to date out here right mm. are you guys are you guys doing the dating stuff I I, I no I never gave it I never gave it a fair shot and I just can't seem to get over myself to try like the online stuff I, I think that's wow. fair. It's scary. Yeah, I know. It's so I'm weird. I'm so used Especially to it. I've been this... doing it on and off for 12 years. Yeah, in this day and I age, it's like less. everybody does it. I don't know why I'm like so, I've got such a weird stigma about it. I think it's it's that I have to sell myself uh-huh. in a blurb and a picture before someone meets me. That mm-hmm. is the thing that is my hang up where it's like, I can do this in person, but you, I, I can't have you read something about me and say like, oh, that sounds, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. Recently, I had decided to be honest in my um, profiles. <laughs> How's that going? <laughs> it was the stupidest thing. I wrote, um, usually I like to say something sarcastic in these things, but here's the truth. I may or may not be pregnant. <laughs> oh my God. This, this is, is my favorite. Absurd. Thing. I may or may not be pregnant. I'm trying to get pregnant with donor sperm or something. Like I literally said it and I never matched with anyone while it said that. Yeah. So then I changed it. Actually, I got rid of that app, started Tinder, and I wrote, I love you. Too soon? Ah, that's, that's the best. That's the best. And that's it great. is the best. And that's really ladies, funny. you're all welcome to use it. Guys, too. That's... And here's why. Because there are so many people out there that want to be loved, and yeah. people are mm-hmm. writing to me going, I love you too, Molly. And then we have fake romances where, like, I remember our wedding day, and uh, you looked so beautiful, and those vows. And we're, we just say the most ridiculous things. That's really sweet. I mean, I'm also, it's only been a week. Mm. I had my writing partner um, actually do my profile for me. Like, because I did it. So you and did then one. I did, I was on Tinder for a while. Oh, okay. And uh, I'm probably still on Tinder. I just don't check it. Uh, <laughs> the worst possible way. <laughs> but I had people look at it and like across the board, everybody was like, nope, on those profile pictures, like bad, bad, bad. Uh, and then on my, like the actual profile, like they were like, no, no, this is not you at all. Oh, the bio. So, yeah, the bio. Oh. oh. It's, it is. I can only imagine. That's it's hard. really hard because I think, especially since we all do comedy, I want to be sarcastic, yeah. but I also want a long-term loving relationship, and you can't do that all in one sent in one profile. Yeah, because then you're taking yourself seriously if you actually want, want write what you actually want. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. Can I yeah. ask you a question? And, Are people yeah. in LA using their headshots as their Tinder photos? 
Um, Some of them do, and it's gross. It just feels a little... I mean, I had mine in like in the like oh, you can you do like five like. Sorry, I didn't mean to say you. No, were No, 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 please. I don't know what I'm doing on that site. Like, <laughs> I'm oh, a fucking yeah. mess. Uh, but it was sti- like if you scrolled through, one mm-hmm. of them was there. Mm-hmm. That's Just because I'm also fine. not being like. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't trying to hide anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm looking at Tinder, sometimes I'll see headshots that I've taken. Shut up. <laughs> oh, and I'm so like, funny. Oh, honey, no. <laughs> Don't know, no. Now hold on to your shorts, everybody, because you are about to hear one of the smoothest, slickest transitions in podcast history. Good people. Good people. Um, you guys want to... Um, now... Okay. <laughs> Wish I got that in a gift. Do you guys how do you guys want to know anything about um, what's going on with me? Hundred percent. Yes. Is that what you've been wondering the whole time? Yes. I haven't been thinking about it. Uh, no, I I've absolutely been thinking well, about I it because I should say that you guys are both very 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 good friends with Zach Huddleston. Yes, very good friends. And You're on a team. Amanda's on a team with Zach, and Colleen used to run IO with Zach. Yes, yeah. and he is a treasure. And He's I have to tell you that knowing that you were going into this endeavor with him, I was like. I love I love it I was so behind it it made me emotional I was rooting for Brandon myself but you know what you know Brandon had a girlfriend at the time and I was yeah. like yeah just let's keep it simple yeah but well, now Zach has a girlfriend it's more complicated complicated. Yeah. complicated I mean I feel like I better hurry up and get this over with so that he, they can have a normal a normal life <laughs> you know <laughs> It's very now. It's, it has become more complicated. Than yeah, it and I want them both. I want them both to be happy, and I want them both to have sex as often as they want to. And I've got to stop Zach from having sex for a week every month. This is my favorite thing. It's not. I feel. I feel bad. You know. So I feel like. Yeah, I just want it to happen. It, mm-hmm. Just because it's. Just, I don't like burdening other people. And when Zach agreed to this, none of us thought that he was gonna be have to like be working this hard you know i mean he says he's not working that hard that he'd be doing that you know and every day anyway <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know what's so funny when i met him because we didn't really know each other well when we started working together and i was like oh he's like my brother and then the more you get to know him he's he's genuinely I, I i've said this far and wide for so long he's genuinely one of the best people i've met mm-hmm. yeah he's he's a he's a one in a million for sure yeah so let me ask this question so in terms of where you're at right now you are currently not pregnant you don't know that so you, you don't know that you haven't asked oh, oh. are you, wait a second <laughs> wait but if you okay okay molly molly are you pregnant i don't know <gasps> every two weeks i don't know if i'm pregnant or not because i do this every two every other you know once a month wow so this is my fourth month yeah fourth cycle <laughs> So funny. This is my fourth cycle. And Zach and I did the thing about a week, a little more than a week ago. Yeah. So I won't know for a few more days. But I'm having some weird things going on right now. Not not things that might might make you think pregnant. Listeners, if you're squeamish about things, I mean, you probably wouldn't still be listening to this show. Um, but if you are, take a five, ten minute break. Um, so here's where I told them about the HSG. And the HSG leaves you feeling kind of crampy for a few days, and you'll be spotting for about four or five days afterwards. So then I healed from that. Then the next week was ovulation. So I did the inseminations, but I was also having a really bad toothache. So I went to the doctor, and they said, well, you've had two root canals on that tooth. We're either going to have to pull it, or you can take antibiotics. So I started taking amoxicillin the day of the first insemination then i got a yeast infection on third day you hate antibiotics yeah yeah yeah. and i was taking probiotics too but it just whatever and i got a yeast infection i waited a couple days because i didn't know if i could take monostat because i had just done the insemination i did monostat on saturday a week ago and then on like tuesday i started spotting again and i still had the yeast infection and it was really gunky. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's that's part of being alive and a woman. Yeah. yeah it gets yeah. gunk. It, you it get was, some gunk. So there's a little bit of blood in the in mm-hmm. the gunk that's coming out. Sure. Then I went to a gynecologist on Wednesday because I still had the yeast infection and I was spotting and I was like, mm-hmm. what's going on? And she looked in there and she said, your cervix looks bruised. Oh. <gasps> Which I think is from the HSG mm-hmm. because they go in there and put they open it up to put stuff 
in. Sure. Yeah, and she said that she thinks the yeast infection is causing everything to be inflamed and... Okay, well, I'll admit I'm not exactly sure what the doctor said, but that's what I took away from the conversation. And she said it's fine to take more monostat. So I took more monostat and I feel fine today. Mm, but I'm still spotting. And now my period isn't supposed to come for a week and there's a mosquito. And I'm going to get Zika. <laughs> no, wow. I'm not. <laughs> just add it. Cool. Add it. <laughs> she said, you've just been through a lot down there. You're okay. Mm -hmm. She said, I said, I'm not dying. She said, no, no, it's just a lot happening down there. It's been a wild month. But it makes me feel like I'm not pregnant because it's just, why is there blood? Yeah. My period's not supposed to happen for another week. And Are you really regular? Is your period <sighs> yeah. really regular? Yeah. 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 So that's where I'm at, listeners. Do you have like a team of doctors that are like <laughs> sort of specializing or like, are you kind of just like, no, I go to my gynecologist? And no, I have. Um, I didn't before, but then I got a new fertility doctor in like a month ago. And um, he's great. I like him a lot. And he, he did an ultrasound and looked at my ovaries and spent a lot of time talking to me. And then he suggested I get the HSG to see if everything was open down there because he didn't want to waste. Who's the quack that did the HSG? He did a good, I your, thought he did a good job. I don't know. He bruised your really cervix. <laughs> this is the person I want to talk to. I'm furious with them. Punch my girl's cervix. Uh. So, so anyway, how, can so I, I might be pregnant, but I don't feel like I am because I'm bleeding and I don't, how am I going to know when I actually get my period? I posted on Patreon about this a couple days ago and some of my subscribers asked if maybe I bruised my cervix with my syringe, but I don't think so. The syringe is so short. I don't think I even touched the cervix with the syringe. I looked it up online and here are some things that may cause a bruised cervix. Let's see. Your cervix can only be bruised during deep penetration with a penis, dildo, or other object. Cervical bruising typically happens when a sexual partner thrusts their fist, penis, or other object deep inside. It's more likely to happen in positions like doggy style, which make deep penetration easier. Well, sorry to say I haven't had anything thrust inside me lately except for the tool that was used for the HSG. Just another note, it says what are some symptoms that a bruised cervix can cause? Bleeding, spotting, nausea, and back pain. Well, I haven't had any nausea and no back pain. But bleeding and spotting, I mean. But why would I have had it after the HSG for five days? Then I heal up and I'm good for a few days and then I start bleeding again. I don't know, maybe the yeast infection reactivated. <laughs> I don't know anything. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Oh, here's another thing that I actually really like. I don't know what you've heard on my podcast or not, and I don't don't worry. I don't I don't worry about that kind of stuff. <laughs> we won't be quizzed. No, um, but there's a thing called the two week wait. That's the week after you ovulate, or the two weeks after you ovulate. You're waiting to find out if you're pregnant or not, and then if you're not, you get your period, or you can take a pregnancy test at about ten days. In the beginning, the two week wait was just like. Ugh, torture. I mm -hmm. wanted to know so badly, and each day passed by, and I want. And I, the the day that I could take the earliest pregnancy test, I took it, and I was like, well, this might be wrong, even though it says it's ninety nine percent accurate. There's still a chance, and then so every day after that it was like so tense, and then the month after that, same thing. Third month, I didn't check at all, and I had the best time. And this month, I was planning on not checking and having the best time also because I realized that this is two weeks where I actually might be pregnant yeah. as opposed to the other two weeks where I'm absolutely not pregnant. Yeah. These two weeks are fun. Goes back to that little boy in the, the truck. It sure does. It's the control thing. Like, mm -hmm. I want to know, I want to know, I want to know. It's yeah. like the minute you let go and you're like, I'm not white knuckling that knowledge, it's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And it's so cool to see your face. 
because when we asked you and you're like you don't know if I'm pregnant and your face lit lights up <laughs> is so much fun because I, th- I think how much fun will it be when it happens and you are genuinely surprised you're like it happened I it yeah. surprised it, it sprang up on me yeah this baby Except it's been very planned out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Aside, very controlled. Aside very from controlled the, the years of planning. Yeah, yeah. the podcast, just, the just guests. happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How did this happen? I'm like, <laughs> unbelievable. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I know I really am enjoying the two weeks. It's my time That's to really almost nice. be pregnant, and I I'm really liking it. So mm-hmm. it makes me happy. But now I'm like, oh, fuck. Do I have to take a pregnancy test and figure that out? Because I'm not going to know when I have my period. You know oh, what I mean? Right? Yeah. If yeah. you're spotting, it might be really weird this yeah. month. Yeah. Yeah. Barf. Um, well, this conversation happened on Saturday. Sunday morning, I woke up and had more blood than I had any of the previous days. And it felt like this might be the beginning of my actual flow. So I wrote to my patrons at patreon.com forward slash spermcast, and I told them that I think I have my period. After that post, I went and I used one of my Wandfo pregnancy tests, and I got a negative. And the next day, Monday, I took another test. It was also negative, but the bleeding was less. Now today is Tuesday. No bleeding. Took another Wandfo pregnancy test. Negative. I looked at some stats on the accuracy of the Wanfo pregnancy tests. At nine days past ovulation, which is where I was at on Saturday, 54.5% accurate. 10 days past ovulation, 70%. 11 days past ovulation, 79%. 12 days past ovulation, 85%. Well, according to my tracking, I am at 12 days right now. So, probably not pregnant, but also not really spotting much anymore. I mean, like a little bit. Wait, you know what I forgot to mention? You know that I've been tracking my BBTs, my basal body temperature. Well, when you get your period, you'll see a drop in your temperature, and I haven't seen that drop yet. So that's something. Also, my gynecologist tested my progesterone last week when I saw her, just for shits and giggles, and she says that the progesterone levels indicate that I definitely did ovulate this month. So, I don't know, y'all. You'll find out for sure next week. Or in the next couple of days if you're a Patreon subscriber. And by the way, thank you to my newest subscribers, Selena Dean, Sarah Conklin, CR, and Pascale P.S. You too could become a Patreon subscriber and help this independent podcast thrive for just a dollar or two a month. Go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast. Honestly, my friends with children, I don't know anything braver. Like watching my mother raise my my sister and myself. Mm is the bravest thing I've ever seen anyone do. And the lack of control of being pregnant and having children and then putting your children out into the world. And I, maybe that's part of the reason that I know that I, I, I don't perceive myself ever having my own children just because it, it scares the living daylights out mm. of me, to be honest with you. And I think it's so cool when people say it's actually this wonderful, beautiful thing. And I'm so excited to... Uh, embrace that life is really messy and weird and you don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. You're in it. Maybe I shouldn't do it. Ah! This was the podcast. This was the last one. I got these two crumbs on my podcast and they talked me out of having children. Oh my God. Wonderful. Can you imagine? Great. Don't do it. I wanted to turn back now. The three of us are on an improv team. I'll plug it village bicycle, but I do think Crohn's would have been a nice also oh, alternate alternate name. Yeah. Not Crohn's with an H. Crohn. Well, I do apologize. Yes, not the disease. Crohn's with an any. I think that would be the problem. Also, <laughs> without seeing it on a These poster. women are all trying to get over their Crohn's. People, they see, they met in a support group. I like that. Name. It is wild. Wow. Either one works for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Well, maybe I'll just we'll vacillate between those hags, Crohn's, village <laughs> spinsters. Uh, I I, w- I will say this. Um, I just watched Whitney, the documentary about Whitney Houston. Oh, it is the saddest thing. Where is it? One of the uh, Netflix. Mm. It's one of the saddest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, her life was much more tragic than I, and I was a huge fan of her, and I thought, oh, it's her sexuality, and, and, and it was far greater than her feeling a certain way about her sexuality or whatever. But she does something in her life <laughs> that I'm like, oh, yeah. So she had a child uh, who unfortunately has passed away, and 
when she had the child, she basically, the documentary intimates that she was in the throes of addiction, and she basically gave a family member her daughter. Mm-hmm. That daughter slept in this other woman's bed, and she raised her in the whole thing. That brings me to... I would love to have a child that I just give to my mother. <laughs> I want to give my mother a grandchild, and I mean literally, physically, yeah. hand it over. And that's the that's I think my biggest regret about not having children is my my mother would be an, an exceptional grandmother. Mm. She's a grandmother too, of course, my dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be um, I, that's a regret that I genuinely have because my 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 mom doesn't have any grandchildren, and she. She may not. Right. And that bums me out. Did you ever talk to her about that? Because maybe she doesn't. Um, maybe. I, you know, I, have, I haven't. I think I've been a little, it feels like sad. And I maybe, and maybe you're right. I think that she would love to have grandchildren, but I don't think that she wants me walking the earth feeling bad that I didn't provide her. I think she'd that. rather you, maybe she's happier. That I have a web series? <laughs> <laughs> Do you? No. Oh. I don't even have no, a web series. I don't even have that. <laughs> no, I think uh, maybe she'd be happier seeing you happy and no, yeah. knowing that this is what will make you happier in your life. Yeah. Than I, for you to have a kid. I will say that I think that unburden yourself. Unburden myself. I 100% feel that way. I think that she's been nothing but a cheerleader my entire life about doing comedy. Mm-hmm. She's pushed me to do comedy. She's she's really helped me in that way. So I know that she wants me to be happy whatever that looks like, which is also why it's <laughs> if I can't give her grandchildren, I would love to give her, you know, a recurring <laughs> A fun neighbor. So if anyone's listening That's to this perfect. and has the power to make my my, my mother That's really happy, great. right? Yeah. Do you want to roll in that show as well, or you oh, just want to get not your the mother? Neighbor? Oh, oh, I'm giving my mom the role. I oh, see I how it, it really turned. Can I just be honest with you? That, that really turned around on me really quickly. Actually, that would actually make me so happy you if my become- mom. If my mom was working, mom I, I'm in. Sag before you You'd did. have to become right. a casting director and give your mom a recurring. Yes. That, you know I what? That's it, the though. turnaround. I would. I really would enjoy that. I'm, I'm into it. Why did you not? really think that she was starting to really her thought mom about giving, a recurring I thought role? like, oh, when she writes her own show and she started yeah. her own oh, show, she'd give her mother. My mom would be great. I'm sorry. I lost it there for, for the a non-actors. Second. A recurring role is a is a role that recurs on tele, on a TV show. Yes, but not in every episode. No, so maybe not a series reg, but yeah, I feel recurs. like that's a real loose goose category. Let's say you're a teacher fun. on a show, and you mm-hmm. often run into that teacher, but she's not in every episode. No, she's mm. not. You know, and Colleen and ABD, they would both make great teachers, oh. moms, oh. TV moms, yeah, yeah. therapist. Therapist. That's what I'm. I'm gunning for. You would make a great therapist. I honestly, a Colleen, therapist so would you. Things. That's so kind of you. Thank you. And <laughs> um, also Judy Greer, that type of you know Judy Greer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. She's great because she's always playing. The like, well, I'm a bit of a doink, but I'm your friend and I'm here to tell you yeah. things. And I love that. I I, I want to be a doink full time, but get paid for it. That's a good full-time team full-time too. That <laughs> doink. That's a great Tinder Tinder profile. Yeah. Oh, your bio. Full-time bit of a full time doink. doink over here. <laughs> now, speaking of acting, remember that time when I shot Smilf this summer and I was having panic attacks and scared of flying and my mom had to fly out to LA and fly me to Boston so that I could shoot this episode. Well, that episode finally just came out this weekend and you can see it on Showtime. It's episode six of season two and it's real good. The scene's real fun. Oh, and I gotta say that I watched all of season two this weekend because it was so great. I binged it, but episode five was particularly wonderful. They did a home birth in the episode and It was phenomenal and so realistic. I've never seen such a realistic depiction of birth on TV before. I'm always so annoyed at the like three-month-old baby that they cover in goop to make look like a newborn. But this was absolutely fabulous. I watch a lot of home births on Instagram. (laughs) So I'm an expert. Okay, bye. Uh, going back to your like um, the expectations that other people have about you having kids. Yes, I, I think my mother has come to the also the uh, understanding that my sister and I probably will not have children, and she lives in the hometown that like we grew up in, and everybody there has kids, so she's surrounded by like those children are essentially her grandchildren. Yeah, and she does treat our animals as her like grand dogs and grand 
cats and whatnot. So um, it's interesting. I've never talked to my dad about it. Well, the first time said. I asked you about it, we were doing an improv show. We were down doing like the... Oh, yes, the, the OC? The, yes, yes, yes. Oh. And I told you I was going to do this podcast. And, and I was saying, you know, every woman feels this need <laughs> to do this. And you're like, I don't mm-hmm. feel that. <laughs> yeah, there, there wasn't... And then I was like, what? And then... People feel different things than me? It's, <laughs> it's really um, But I asked you about your... If you ever felt pressured by your family or anything. And you told me not... No, not really. No, no they're Nobody's very... ever been on you to do, get yeah. it going. You know, we're a, we're a small lot. It's not like there's many of us. It's not like, oh, everybody's getting married and having kids. It's a thing that this family does. It's like, mm. no. <laughs> Nobody's doing that. So it didn't seem like there was any pressure to yeah. do it. Yeah. Did you ever feel like outside expectations to like your family or? Um, yeah, people. Yeah. I mean, it's just always been like, what are you going to have kids, Ma? This is the best. This is the best. You need to do this. And I'm always just like, I fucking know, man. Always my brother is just telling me how great it is. Or my Aunt Holly, who passed away, told me that having a baby was the most wonderful thing she ever did for herself. She said, just do it. You can do it by yourself. It doesn't matter. And this was like five or six years ago. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. I wonder if I had like a bunch of family that like was not egging me on to like get pregnant. But like if you are surrounded by it, it seems plausible and real and it feels natural that wasn't the environment I grew up in like it just wasn't like there was never any like that looks so fun (laughs) (laughs) well that's the thing I love my nieces and nephews and I love kids but when I'm at home and I'm surrounded by everybody it isn't fun I don't like the kids and I don't like my family it's too much and I want everybody to be quiet I spend all of my days alone pretty much Mm -hmm. you know if I'm not maybe I'm like doing a headshot session or introducing myself to my Airbnb guests but or going to an audition rarely uh, but mostly I'm in my office editing photos or editing uh, podcasts mm-hmm. and I'm alone and it's it's quiet alone no more quiet alone no, no more, more. Uh, you know Benny was quiet he never barked yeah <laughs> it's it's gonna be loud when you have that it kid. Is. it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine because it'll be my kid here's a little question this uh, this always pop, creeps up when we talk about kids for me anyway is the the separation of friends because we came up in a you know in Chicago there mm-hmm. are 50 women that we, we oh. could like call on as friends yes. and like hanging in gaggles and whatnot and then minute that people start having babies they're the they click up yeah and they have to yeah i mean there there's no question that they they have to do that that's a hard that was a hard pill to swallow to be like oh i don't get invited to your kid's birthday party i don't get invited to those like things because i'm not a person with a kid and that is scary to me going forward because with me scary with me absolutely i'm really worried about this so please get yeah i want to be on that invite list um for the rest of eternity but it's scary thinking about like okay so in 15 years when i'm older and say i'm not married i'm just not invited to anything because i don't have the like the in it's a very weird thing i feel lonely because i don't have a boyfriend and so yeah. i don't get mm-hmm. invited on couples dates yes. or i yeah. don't get i don't know as soon as my friends get a serious boyfriend or girlfriend i never see them anymore yeah and as soon as they have a kid i also never see them yeah. anymore and um i hope to not be like that yeah i, try... I don't really have any friends left i don't <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i make a concerted effort to be like the friend who will watch your kids because i want to be a part of it i don't want to like get phased out i feel like because you have a child like inherently other things take a back seat to you having a child exactly and i get it it does start to feel a little bit like people are like family units are forming that are self-sustaining you know and of course I know my friends love their friends and they want to be with their friends but also we've become a self-sustaining unit over here we got to do some grocery shopping that's how this is going to play itself out yeah yeah well I just saw my um I was just helping my I have two best friends listeners I have two best friends okay (laughs) prove it (laughs) it's just that I've mentioned my best friend before but I never mentioned the other one and so I don't want them to be confused yeah get in there (laughs) Jessica who you met in the Alex insemination episode (laughs) there's also Nadine who lives out here she's a pediatrician and uh, kidney specialist nephrology Hmm. she had her first kid three years ago and then another one a year ago 
and I helped her two Fridays ago. We went to Costco, and that was the first time in three years that I'd been alone with her. Wow. And I realized it when I got in the car. We never see each other anymore. She's very, very busy working, and she has Mm -hmm. two kids. Yeah. It makes sense. Right. But... I miss her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she's, a, she's had a lot of stuff happen in her life, so yeah. it's not her fault, but... It's not. And and I think we can all say, like, it's hard to begrudge someone who has children. Yeah. Like, then you feel selfish. Then I feel like a total jerk if I get bummed out, like, oh, well, okay, I didn't... Okay, I didn't hear from that person, or... Yeah. And then I remind myself, well, you don't have children. You have no earthly idea what it's like, and... And I try to remind myself that I am a fucking narcissist and (laughs) it's not all about me. And they're not excluding me. They just didn't think about me. And those are two different things. And that's okay. And I try to remind myself of that. I'm extremely sensitive. And um, I like to think. I I go immediately to everyone's trying to actively get rid of you from this (laughs) geographical area. It feels Uh, like that. Well, I'm glad you got to know that you guys feel this way too because we can all hang out, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. For real. For real. And I, 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 honestly, sure. I, I hope that I, um, that I'm just going to bring my baby everywhere with me and that I'm yes. not going to be, I just feel like, I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously it's not within my control, but I feel like I will not become that way. I'm going to need other people in yeah, my life yeah. and I will be, um, hounding all of you. Well, you're <laughs> you such a, everyone. You, I feel like you are the circle of this great social you are such a cog, a wonderfully large cog in this huge group of human beings, this really lovely group of people in LA. Whenever I, I come and... I feel like that at oh, all. Can I just say from the outside, Molly, like, uh, I will not say your address because people shouldn't stop by. But when you have <sighs> soirees here at the house, I That's feel like... That's a fun time. Your house is full of a lot of love. And I do feel like if someone's going to say it takes a village to raise a baby, it'd be someone like you who would be really interested in having your friends and loved ones be a part of your child's life. So I think that's something that you would naturally do. Yeah, I do. I definitely, definitely want that. Yeah. I don't feel... I I can see how I'm a cog, okay? I'm a cog (laughs) in that way, but I'm a lonely cog. Because when the cog isn't moving, you know, it's like there's... I don't feel like I can call anybody on any Mm. night and be like, Hi, can I come sit on your couch or can we... You can definitely do that to me. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I you don't really want to get off my couch to come Fair. over. That's the problem. You want people want, to come, come over. I want people to come over and sit on my couch and watch TV with me. I'm just going to say this. I think people hearing this who know you will be, if they're anything like me, would be surprised. I do think of you as a social butterfly. And I will say this. I would love to come over and, and watch things with you. <laughs> so excited. And oh, I yeah. would love to sit and... And speculate as to you're probably pregnant at this very moment, and there's a little bean inside of you. So I, oh, I do that think that's true. Little bean. That would be mm-hmm. fine. Um, do you anticipate the, having this baby will change things for you career-wise? Mm-hmm. Did you give that much thought, or were you just sort of like, no, it's just it's what it is? It will, as far as acting goes, unless something that I've written, you know, gets success or something. Yeah. But acting-wise, I mean, the only way to go is up. <laughs> you know, honestly. So we're sitting in a room here where it's like, yeah, sky's the limit for us. Yeah, we really, we really can can't get worse get than this, you know. So if it, if it gets it gets mild, yeah. it's a tiny bit better every year, and if it keeps going in this trajectory, then hopefully it'll keep. You know, in my last episode, Dana Powell. Do you guys know her? Yeah, yeah, she's wonderful. Yeah, she's I also called her one of the best improvisers ever, but she is. Yeah, yes. she's great. Yeah, she said they say babies bring good luck, and I truly believe that. And I worked more and while. I was pregnant and afterwards than I ever did before but nothing happens for me the way things always happen for everybody else <laughs> these romantic things like the second you stop searching for the right man he'll show up at your door well no he fucking didn't <laughs> I stopped searching 20 years ago yeah and guess what the second you quit acting you're gonna get that job no nothing no. ever fucking none of these romantic things that everybody's saying ever happens well not in the grand way but in a small way like when you stopped worrying about, um, you know, whether or not like you needed to know whether you were pregnant, you felt much happier. So like in mm-hmm. tiny ways, maybe it, yeah. it, you know, it's just not the grand, like I stopped thinking about it and I landed a series regular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will you yeah. Look at that? I was literally packing my cars to move back I know. to my cars. Oh my God. I'm driving uh, two cars home. It's a disaster. It's a, it's Don't a, ask. Disaster. <laughs> I was packing my two cars to go home to New York and I got a call that said, turn around. We mm-hmm. need you on set this morning. 
for the price is right there it is <laughs> oh my god for the price uh, is right my agent got me on the price is right i want a sofa i, I want a whole living room set i want to meet your agent <laughs> and i'm back baby <laughs> uh, so this is the follow-up question too to that is that you never had like um because i know there are people who are like great as soon as i can get pregnant as soon as i can start a family that is my focus that's what i want you've never no, been that a person is, that's no. like i just want the that part of my life and then the rest can fall by the wayside you are absolutely actively like, oh yeah i would yeah, keep absolutely career. keep uh, pursuing my acting aspirations hell yeah hell yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. i mean I said this last episode, I'm just, I have a ton of seeds planted and, and they're sort of coming out of the soil a little tiny, tiny, tiny bit. And, mm-hmm. um, that's fine. <laughs> You're planting seeds going, everywhere. Baby. I know. Yeah. Right? I know. All I know. the seeds. Metaphorically, seeds. physically. Yeah. yeah. You guys want to go buy crocheting stuff later? No. <laughs> I love to crochet. I I'm can't out. wait to be pregnant so that I can start crocheting oh. my oh. baby things. Oh. That's really. Co- a baby covered not crochet. Not my jam. Hold on, I have to show you what I already crocheted. Oh, I can't wait. My sister does not, a lot of like... Um, your sister does? Yeah. yeah. Is that a good way for her to relax? I, I would imagine so. Yeah. She's very like detail-oriented and she's like a production... Oh, you know, sure. <gasps> what the... I they, need them for my friend's baby. Oh, on your microphone. <laughs> oh, yeah, duh. You can crochet... Oh you can crochet... Um, microphone mic- covers. Cozies. Those are these, these are the are, hot pink booties that I've ever they're like a, seen. Oh and I've never done that before. I just did it out of nowhere. So uh, next round will be better. Now that's what do you mean you did it out of nowhere. What's wrong? With, did what's, you have a pattern? No, I just what I just did it. Yes, Molly, you had to have a pattern. I wish everyone could messy. see these because well, I could, we could take a picture. They look like shoes. Yeah, put those and in. Molly just said, "Yeah, I just made them because <laughs> I just did it." No, Stop that's grinding me down by asking me these I questions. I did that one night watching TV. Ugh. That's so cute. They're really cute. Yeah, that's all I want to do is crochet and make pies. Okay. Aww, oh, yeah. see? You're nesting. I've always wanted to crochet and make pies. Uh, do you think this baby is going to eat pie? <laughs> yeah, it better. <laughs> this baby. This baby's just... <laughs> there seems to be a lot of pie on your baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, she ate a whole pie. <laughs> see, that pie. I put her really close to a pie and she uh, ate it. You know, something you said, Colleen, really stuck with me. The, like, the self-sustaining units... Like mm-hmm. the, like that, that's so pleasing to me when you were talking about like when people get married and they have kids and they're like, uh, they're yeah. their own little self-sustaining unit. It's like, that's so, it sounds so perfect. It's like, oh good. Then I wouldn't have to worry about the rest of the world. I wouldn't have to be concerned about like, oh, I'm lonely tonight. There's nobody, who would I call? Like, you yeah. don't have to worry about it. I will say when we were talking to <laughs> Is that why people have families? This is so weird. Wow. She's <laughs> just realizing what family is. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, this... <laughs> don't tell my mom. <laughs> But I, I will Lightning say, struck. Oh my god! Instead of Family. thinking I was going to have that, I think I thought I was going to have that feeling. Because when I was a child, we didn't. I did not have a perfect family, but I had a family unit for a while where my stepdad and my sister, and my mom, and I were that little family unit. And it felt like you know when Christmases felt like warm and magical. Yeah, and you felt like. I felt for several years of my life very secure and that is what I would like to have back because right now I'm like how am I in my 40s and I I don't feel that way and people will say of course well you chose this to do with your life and you didn't get married and everything but I would love that feeling and I don't think I have to have children to have that feeling it's just a warm a warmth like I have a home or you know, I, I have something that makes me feel that warm, secure feeling. But maybe that's what being an adult is. Maybe we just don't get to have that as easily or readily mm. as children do. Sometimes. Or maybe when we were kids, it felt like that, but didn't for our parents. Oh, no. My parents, I mean, there were things I did not know. Right. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, it's, uh, it's funny. Like, my sister and I live together in a house uh, in Burbank. And uh, it is fun. And like there are nights where it's like cats on her lap. Linda's in my lap. We're sitting there watching like, uh, you know, Schitt's Creek or something. And it is. And like, you know, are you getting up? Like, will you get up and get the beer? (laughs) You get me another glass of wine? Like we are a weird married couple. And those like she's not always in town. But uh, those moments are like that does feel warm to Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel like, oh, yeah, this is this is as good as it's going to get. And (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> whoops that came out <laughs> there, 
I just mean, there's no security in anything. Like, the world is, it's nasty. And, like, there's no security. Like, you could have a, we could have been accountants, and there's still no security. And, like, you know, we could get fired the next day. So the fact that, like, that that is the moment of security where you're mm-hmm. just like, huh, this is this is as safe as you get and as secure as you get. Yeah. And that's nice. Yeah. And the grass is always greener. Yeah. I feel like I, the one and only time I went to my high school reunion, I felt like I was going and I was like, <laughs> hi, I'm a trash bag. And I fucking blew into town on a trash river. And uh, and I had people in my class I hadn't seen in 15 or 20 years, whatever it was, who were like, what you do? What? Like, I teach you improv? Why are you looking at me like that? And they're like, because I work at a budget rental car. I'm the night manager. No one actually said that, so no one's feelings are going to get hurt. Um, it was kinda... Except for the people you don't know that work at budget. See, by the way, what freedom to be the night manager of a budget oh, rental car. God. Plus, the perks must be outstanding in terms of rental cars. I love any they rental car place yeah. I've ever been to. I, I think about, like, that'd be a fun part-time job. Really? Because, yeah. They're really a con- <laughs> <laughs> really accommodating. Like the customer service is outstanding. <laughs> it seems like I'd be able to work the computer. You would get to work a computer? <laughs> Finally, standing up, working a computer, providing excellent customer service. Did you see the system? Oh, oh boy, we have we have good times. Mm-hmm. We had a, didn't we have a great time? I, this was the best. Yeah, I could do this all the time. So you should just ask me. We, we didn't talk about my hummus. Can we talk about the hummus? It's beautiful. It really, it's gray. Can I just? It well, looks it's like gray. a mud, like a clay. Yeah, it looks yeah. like it would be detoxifying, but it's also really good. It's especially yeah. if you like olives. It's delicious. Yeah, so I put olives. That's why it's Kalamata olives. That's why it's great. And then the plant. Can we talk about the plant? The, I the remarked plant? on how beautiful our plant is. Great, great, great. And great. is it real? Yeah. It looks so green. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I think that's it. That's all the compliments I need. Okay. You guys need any? Um, What do you want compliments? I love your sweater. Oh, thank you. I love this sweater too. (laughs) I just don't want to end this pun. I mean, this this was a sweater purchased at Urban Outfitters in Chicago circa 2008 or something. Mm. You know what we're doing? Mm. We're doing Village Bicycle warm-up. Oh, yeah. Where did you get 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 your shirt from? Yeah. So we're all on a team together. Yes. Um, Listeners, it's called... The Village Bicycle, also, also known, known as Crohn's and Hags. Hags. No, there was, was another, another one. one? Um, Spencer's? Doink. 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 100%. Ladies, where can people see you perform? Oh, boy. All over the place. When does this podcast come out? Tuesday. Oh, great. Then they <gasps> so can come fast. see a show called um, Trading Punches at Second City. We're doing a live taping of um, uh, stand-ups, do stand-up, and then there's a crew of us improvisers who are improvising. That'll be fun. Yeah? Yeah, Second great. City, 8 p.m., and then various Heyday. Go to the Heyday website. You can find what us What is the all. website? Mm. <laughs> I bet it's Heyday Improv. I have a I bet it's Heyday Improv. It is. It's heydayimprov.com. And Triumph. Those ladies A-Y. of triumph. That's oh, yeah. fun. Village Bicycle, obviously. When's when our I next can make vill- vill- village? Show. Uh, I believe our next one is March 24th at Westside Comedy. Sorry, I didn't respond to the email. I'll be there. It's not a big deal. I don't expect anyone to reply. I, I, <laughs> Are you going to be there? Yes, I'll be there. I'll be there. Sweet. March 24th, Westside at Santa Monica. And then, um, yeah, the ladies of the Village Bicycle, we perform at Second City Hollywood often. Mm. Uh, mm. Westside. And we'll look for some more gigs for sure. Sure. And then you have any other shows? Um, you had one oh, last a night. new podcast coming out. Oh, yes. To be... To, T- to be named. D- TBN. Yep. I'll shout it out when it comes out thanks so much i'd appreciate it we'll shout you out too so we're gonna hang up now um (laughs) but after we hang up we're gonna keep talking yeah um goodbye bye and we did keep talking for like two more hours it was the best and it turns out i do have friends Well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to reach me, hit me up at spermcast at gmail.com. Give me a call at 323-741-1818. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at spermcast. Subscribe to spermcast on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash spermcast. And, ooh, Dana's podcast that she talked about last week called Rants and Raves. It just came out today. It just dropped. So go to iTunes and subscribe to Rants and Raves. Speaking of iTunes and subscribing obviously subscribe to spermcast and if you haven't already please leave a review and rate it 
you know it helps. Thank you again to all of my Patreon subscribers, new and old, and thank you Amanda Blake Davis and Colleen Doyle for joining me. You can follow Colleen on Twitter at N Yang Hello. That's A N Y A N G Hello. And you can follow ABD on Twitter at the Amanda Blake or Instagram at Miss Amanda Blake. Okay, that's it for me. I'm going to go clean my Airbnb and then I'm going to go vote in the special election because it's Tuesday, March 5th and Los Angeles has a special election today for the LAUSD Board of Education and we need to elect a school board member today, everybody. And I have no idea who I'm going to vote for because I haven't done my research yet, but I've been getting a lot of calls about it for the last month and it's been really annoying. So I'm excited that this day is finally here and then I'm going to go on a Tinder date and we're going to have decaf or tea because I am a wild woman. He could be balding, bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball, from gay, straight, black, white, tiny ass with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.